All right, here we are. Good morning, early morning podcast sessions, the early bird podcast sessions. Stefan Maya with you. AddedSouls.com is the website. I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ. You can check out the .com, EastCoastChurchOfChrist.com. And today's the analyzing the lyric theme of our day. On Tuesdays, we check out a song from the secular world, and we bring it forth, and we kind of have a discussion about that, look at the lyrics, and open it up and engage. Is that okay? Is that good? A bit of housekeeping. Please consider subscribing, following, giving us a thumbs up, a comment, sharing the link far and wide. And if you find value and substance in the kind of material we create, please consider, if willing and able, to support the work. And you can go over at addedsouls.locals.com where we have a community. And if you support there, you will have exclusive content as well. And that, of course, supports the Added Souls ministry through the Maya family, my wife and kiddos. And we have food, shelter, and clothing, and we get to produce all this content. And, of course, contribute, engage, and give alongside the wonderful work of the East Coast Church of Christ. Good stuff. Analyzing the lyric, we're talking about Black Sabbath. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-oh. Sorcery. The occult. Satanism. Lions and tigers and bears. <laughs> well, no, not really. It's just a song made by, you know, worldly people, heathens, just like the rest of us Gentiles at a time in space, in the history of our past. <laughs> well, we're going to be looking at the lyrics of their debut album, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. And of course, a lot of memories there for me as a child growing up, you know, with the records to the cassettes and then to the CDs over to the mp3s and now to the stream ding 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 oh no i, I forgot we went back to the record <laughs> we went back to the vinyl where it should have stayed we should have stayed with the vinyl has soul in there has soul in the vinyl i love that scratch you know that authentic sound that pure genuine sound that ancient soul from days past enters your mind, charms your thoughts. Oh, boys. I still remember it, though. Listening to Black Sabbath and that opening atmosphere, the rain, it seems already to, you know, lure you into a very dark area, scary, fearful area. And in the 70s, I mean, this was no joke. Today, I mean, of course, we've enamored ourselves with some of the most grotesque music out there. <laughs> it's just verbal diarrhea. And the sound is just amped with some of the most filthy nonsense possible. And it's not really authentic either. It's just uh, sh for shock value, if you will. And it's just to, you know, sell records. But uh, back in the 70s, when this kind of a sound came out, you know... <laughs> If you were accustomed to, like, I don't know, the Beatles, which I am a Beatles fan, by the way, but if you were accustomed to the Beatles and you put on a Black Sabbath album, you would have soon been like, what's going on? <laughs> what's the, what's happening to me? I'm scared. And some would turn off the music. I mean, obviously, there was a rampant parental movement to burn all albums. And th the reason we we speak about these things on these sessions is to kind of well, bring to light that we really don't need to be scared about anything here. There's nothing to be scared about. And, and, and a great many times fear comes from ignorance. And that's why we've kind of been refuting all this ignorance and bringing light that to, to, uh, to the platform that we don't need to be scared of, of music. 
<laughs> and it sounds, do we need to be cautious? Must there be precautions? Must, is there some music we Christians should obviously not breach our conscience with? Well, I, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be rolling down Main Street pumping two live crew anymore. You know, that was something that uh, would breach our conscience and our approachability as Christians, trying to do our best to follow Jesus Christ. You know, we used to live in that heathen life. We used to promote and encourage that kind of dialect into the community. Well, now, you know, it's a different it's a different angle. There's a different perspective to all these things, and it's the same in each his own independent conscience in regards to your faith, whether tender or strong, in where you find your musical uh, entertainment and joy, you know. But uh, to, to the song at hand today from Black Sabbath, and the title song being, of course, Black Sabbath. And let me just put it on here. Here we have a few, and I don't mean put on the song or anything, but uh, uh, the image here of the band Sabbath, Black Sabbath, uh, you know, Ozzy and, and the rest of the fellows there. Don't they seem just so joyful and warm and welcoming? Well, no. Why? Because they are, of course, um, a true and genuine, authentic image of what you would have found in their culture, in their geographical location on the map during the 60s and 70s. And there was a lot of turmoil and there was a lot of poverty and um, uh, a lot of rebellion against all sorts of political corruption and nonsense. And um, they, of course, were the recipients of false religious worldviews that are quite oppressive and misguided. And so their idea of Christianity would have been through the lens of the denominational ocean, which has all sorts of erroneous branches within each field. And so, I mean, yeah. That's what you looked like. That's what we looked like when we were growing up rebellious and kind of catching on to the hypocrisy of a great many things taking place and kind of fighting back against everything, right? <laughs> let's wear these dark clothing. Let's allow our hair to grow long and let's sing and dance and do things that um, would be against the establishment, against the parents, you know. Of course, we kind of learn a bit more as we grow up and be like, oh, there's a lot of foolish things we thought and did, haven't we? Yeah, we, we indulged ourselves in a lot of nonsense because we were immature and sadly um, our thoughts infiltrated by uh, misguided sourcing, if you will. But anyways, there's the band. That's what they look like over there. And that's kind of where I remember them from. And when I embarked on my journey of the music empire and my parents loved music, they weren't musically inclined they didn't play any instruments but they certainly had a wonderful catalog of vinyl and guess who was the remote control Ta-da! i put the record on the thing and i put the needle on the thing and in came the wonderful static and uh, the soul of the sound of the of the tune and uh, my parents library could go from patsy klein to black sabbath and everything in between it just you could find it in there and uh, they uh, blessed me with the uh, the ability to recognize talent and to recognize soul in a song. And though I myself am not, you know, some kind of a gem in as far as musical talent, I, I play music. I, I I've played in bands. I can I enjoy it greatly. Uh, but I, I have a I would 
I know I have talent in recognizing talent. That I do know I, I have. But anyway, so that's an image of them. And the album at, uh, in question here, let me put the album's image. Where is it now? Boom. There we go. There's the image. And uh, it's a scary album cover, man. It's just this greenish, palish, you know, uh, witch, if you will. This sorceress, this occult being uh, in this very kind of decayed and morbid um imagery you know it just seems eerie it's almost like uh well it's it's a blueprint to what we now call black uh or um yeah black right or uh let me see now black metal yeah there we go black metal right and I, I, I'm not a big proponent of black metal, but believe it or not, I did take the time to sit down and listen to some of them, and I found the gem in some of them. Uh, most of them I can't listen to, but Behemoth and uh, Mayhem, uh, they tapped into the genre of black metal, and uh, yeah, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I happen to enjoy those, those bands. It, it's very... Um, Anyways, we'll talk about that on another session, but here's kind of where it stems from, right? This this image and this sound that had just never been heard before. And when you just put that opening song on and, the, and it starts with that rain and it, and it is then... You know, it just, it just there's something about it. Matter of fact, let me show you something. I'm going to go get my guitar real quick. Let me show you something on a on a cheap twenty dollar guitar. Just these three notes, right? Just these three notes were 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 enough to completely get us into that that <laughs> that vibe. And it was scary. It scared me as a kid. I I truly was scared. I'm like this this sound. This even sounds evil. Let me hear. Let me see this here. You hear that? Can you hear that? you can make it a bit more heavy in the just those three notes right what is this that stands before me and that was it i was so i was sold to it i was like this is it this is scaring scaring the living life out of me i need more it's like an adrenaline junkie right who just loves jumping out of planes or something for me, it was like this, it just captivated the thought. It was just like, this is it. Never heard something like this before. It's scary. It's scary as all can be. But there it was, birth from the mind of whatever, a bunch of youth, rebellion, drugs, alcohol, whatever you want to try to source it to. It's just, for me, it's an art form, obviously, and I uh, no longer take it as serious as I once did in my past life, obviously, now with a Christian worldview and a, a path in following my Lord and Master, Jesus Christ. But I can still understand the lyric, analyze it. We can still listen to it if your conscience is strong enough to do that. And it's also designed, obviously, for we Christians to not, again, be found in ignorance and be fearful or misguided on uh, the music realm and its various songs from all its generations because we can't tap into the children, the youth, if we're uh, um, 
alienating them in what they are listening to, it's much better that we listen to actually <laughs> to, to what uh, that we understand the lyrics to what they're listening to, to be more effective, if you will, in reaching them and having a conversation with them. You know, I mean, it's that's how I see it. I may be wrong and maybe you see me as immature. and That's fine. Pray for me and I'll get better one day. But I mean, as I see it thus far, it's it's been fruitful to tap in with the youth and understand that that uh, medium, if you will, of conversation. So Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Let's go through the lyrics here. Let me put them up on the screen. Well, on my side of things anyways, and we'll see what's going on. But before we do that, before we do get to the lyrics, let me open up another website that I go to at times, songfacts.com. I go there at times just to get a bit of background on the song. For me, again, in my catalog of my past life, it was a song that we listen to. It has much memory, a bit of nostalgia in there, of course, and it just it has its authentic place in uh, the chapters of our life, and it uh, certainly is a memorable one. So songfacts.com in regards to the Black Sabbath song, and it says, this is the song that became the name of the band. Yeah, that's right, and they were playing clubs in Germany and using the name Earth. When they realized, of course, another band had the same name. Now, Black Sabbath was lifted from the title of a 1963 horror movie, of all things, starring Boris Karloff, directed by the Italian filmmaker Mario Bava. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing those names properly, but hey, let's roll with it. I'm a French guy speaking English words. We move forward in the article. It says the group's lead singer, Ozzy Osbourne, and bass player Geezer Butler had seen the film, this horror movie of the 1963 realm, and decided to write a song with that title. And when it became clear the band needed a new moniker, they named themselves after this song, Black Sabbath. It's just, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like Led Zeppelin. It, it just became the, the juggernaut of its genre. It's just a beautiful thing. So the name change, the article continued, the name change coincided with a new sound and image for the group. They had been playing blues, mostly covers, right? But started writing a uh, more original material and found a darker, heavier sound that defined them throughout their Hall of Fame career. And, of course, echoing anything resembling R&B or psychedelia kind of stuff, they found a fan base uh, hungry for something uh, fiendish and new. And cr critiques, of course, uh, uh, kind of gave them <laughs> a bad... A ba <clears throat> a bad rap, if you will. But uh, they quickly became one of the most popular and endearing acts of their time. I mean, it's one, it's like any uh, music genre of this potency when it comes out. It's just never been heard that way. And so the usually the critiques of the day, if they're used to having in the airwaves the more uh, easy, listening, friendly kind of uh, song, and then this comes around, they're going to bash it. They're like, we can't have none of that. That's, you know... But lo and behold, the time of test, the test of time, we have Black Sabbath forevermore etched in our existence. The same with Led Zeppelin, who were deeply uh, <laughs> or were uh, critiqued heavily uh, for, for their opening and became one of the biggest rock bands ever. So it also says in the article from Black Sabbath here, a quote from them, the Ozzy Osbourne years, quoting, while releasing new material, the band formerly known as Earth experienced a supernatural experience. Dun, dun, dun. Geezer and Tony were playing new riffs for Ozzy and Bill when 
Much to everyone's surprise, they both strummed the same notes at the same tempo. <gasps> what shall we do? It must be supernatural. <laughs> and I, of course, believe that once upon a time in my past life, living a Gentile worldview, but now educated in the realm of things that are accurate, the truth, the truth sets us free, right? I most certainly know nothing supernatural took place there at all. It was just a coincidence. Uh, however, I will not void the fact that Satan certainly has providential paths as well in people's lives and his influence as well in real among the rebellious. That aside, a session perhaps for our topical two, ter, topical Thursdays. If you look at the show notes, we have a different theme for each day of the week when we go live. 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. At 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time from Monday to Friday, we have our uh, designated sessions there. And you can look at the show notes for which day perhaps is more attractive to you. Or perhaps you're like many of us, we like to go for the ride all week. So here it continues and says from what they... Uh, interpreted it to be a supernatural moment, although neither had ever before heard the other one play the piece. They were convinced that this coincidence, of course, having this kind of, oh, something magical has happened, convinced that it was an omen. Geezer christened the song and the group Black Sabbath. And there it was, right? This was the first song on the first Black Sabbath album, the album, listen to this, the album cost $1,200 to make and took about eight hours to record. And $1,200 for these guys, where they came from, in that time stamp, <laughs> man, you know, they had, they had to get that. that. That's a lot of money. Today, I mean, that's what, going outside for gas and groceries an hour? <laughs> okay, so thanks to the Black Sabbath moniker, many fans associated the band with of course, Satanism, an image they, of course, played up throughout their career. I mean, it, it paid off for them. This song, however, expresses a healthy fear of the devil, if you will. And Tony Iommi, on Black Sabbath now, quoting from him, says, We knew we had something. You could feel it. The hairs stood up on your arms. It just felt so different. And he's right, and it did, and it does still uh, to this day, if you're, of course, an individual in the music world. When that needle dropped, again, it's hard to describe how that sounded like when you hear that the first time in a time and era where that kind of music just did not exist. It was just like, oh, man, you almost want to turn it off because it's scary, but you're still in it for the ride. You're like, I'm, I have to get through this. I have to know what's going on. This is quite the experience, right? So Tony Iommi continues and says, we didn't know what it was, but we liked it. Well... Tony, Tony, it's 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 the sound. It has a charm, isn't it? <laughs> of course, they believing into the the world of superstition as a Gentile in our past life before before following Christ. I mean, we we were superstitious people. We believed in anything and everything. You know, it's just because we had no deep root in the pure teaching of the Christ within the 66 books of the Holy Bible, we were just an empty container willing to fill it with all kinds of nonsense. And so obviously that's what we did. But anyways, back to the article here. It says everybody started uh, uh, put it, uh, putting bits to it. And afterwards we thought it was amazing. Really strange, but good, he says. 
we are all shocked. We were all shocked, but we knew that we had something there. And most certainly they did. <laughs> they certainly did. It continues saying, during a, a, a July 2001 interview with Geezer Butler, Guitar World magazine explained that, quote, having borrowed a 16th century tome of black magic from Osborne one afternoon, Butler awoke that night to find a black shape staring balefully at him from the foot of his bed. After a few frightening moments, the figure slowly vanished into thin air, end quote. Geezer continued to describe how he, quote, told Ozzy about it. It stuck in his mind. And when we started playing Black Sabbath, he just came out with those lyrics. It had to come out, and it eventually did in that song. And then there was only one possible name for the band, really. You couldn't name it anything else. It was going to be Black Sabbath. And I, it's so strange, and it can give me goosebumps how I completely relate with this account. It's the same, the same mystic, the same uh, omen, the same kind of uh strange yet magical uh appearance of this song is is also seen in a great many songs such as perhaps stairway to heaven from led zeppelin right the pen just magically floated and wrote itself well no all these things are of our own independent thoughts that have been misguided by again a godless world or a more heathen or pagan worldview but in reality, I still remember it in my past life, having, uh, of course, entertained and participated in occult uh, uh, things and uh, invoking this and invoking that and taking all sorts of drugs to alter the mind and enter into this kind of realm. It, it, it's amazing how powerful the mind is. It, it truly is a fascinating study. Great interest is found within the neuropathogens of the mind and how they go here, there, to and fro with the dopamine rush of the experience. And I'm telling you, we've seen and experienced strange things as we dove into this kind of charm, this kind of enchantment, if you will, the omen and seeing things. I myself have seen the dark figure at the door. I myself have experienced hands take my arm beneath here and over there and i've experienced these were they true and real supernatural moments no no it was but it was certainly a witness and testament to how powerful the mind can be so powerful it can actually have you hallucinate and of course the drugs and alcohol didn't help with that at all they kind of opened that channel and that pathway as a christian obviously we leave all of that behind we repented we changed our mind we grew aware and sober and self-controlled, and uh, it is a much better way of life. Let me tell you firsthand experience, it's a much better way of life. Do we, do we yearn at times and are tempted by those familiar emotions and that past life we used to swim into? Well, yeah, of course, but we learn to persevere through our emotional temptations and walk with Christ each day faithfully. Sometimes we stumble, sometimes we miss the mark, but if we are faithful and seek the forgiveness of our Lord and Master, we keep walking faithfully. He certainly forgives us. Okay, a bit of an excursion back to the article here, which continues in great length. And of course, you can find that over at songfacts.com. 
and it kind of gives you that information over there. I'm going to open up the lyrics so we can go through them, you and I, and just have ourselves a conversation. Again, analyzing what's taking place here. The opening lyric, what is this that stands before me? <laughs> it was like the perfect storm. I can't express this enough. And if you're not a music lover, this is maybe not as deep for you as it is for some of us, but the sound that came from those three notes that I showed you, right? Dong, down, down. And the ambiance and landscape that was um, furnished and cultivated and, and facilitated, if you will, through the, the, the sound of Ozzy's uh, 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 vocals, this eerie, strange, scary, fearful, dark uh, realm had opened. What is this that stands before me? And it's just like, oh, it's scary. You just can't, you know, what's going on? And, and that you're look, and as kids, I remember we just held that record cover, right? We just, we, you could open it, you could see the lyrics, you could see images, and you're just fully getting involved with what's taking place. And so he begins and says, what is this that stands before me? Remember, in description, what's going on? His buddy just saw some kind of a strange, dark, black figure at the at the end of the bed. So they're experiencing these, uh, um, how should I say, uh, compromises of the mind, and uh, they are interpreting it to the dark realm. And so he's going to begin with this lyric: "What is this that stands before me? It's strange. It's confusing. I don't understand. It's scary." I, I still can't identify it. What, it. what is this? It's a figure in black which points at me. <laughs> this, this sinister cloaked figure of death is, is, you know, he's like the Grim Reaper of sorts, and he's pointing the finger at me. That's kind of scary. That's scary imagery. It's like Halloween all over again. Halloween. Turn around quick, he says, and start to run. You don't want to go towards this thing. You don't want to embrace this thing. You don't want to even entertain it. You, you, you must run away from it. And of course, again, they interpret this as a satanic figure, maybe the devil or a demon or something along those lines. Turn around quick and start to run, he says. Find out I'm the chosen one. Oh, no. And then he screams this anguish, you know, oh, and his plea to God, please, Lord, don't let me be captivated or snared or shackled within the dangers of this satanic figure before me, you know, this dark, sinister demon. Please save me. And this agony, this anguish, you know, like, if <laughs> why have you chosen to take me? And it's Almost from another angle and interpretation, if you will, the moment that um, they, the moment that they would have been called by the dark realm as vessels to uh, evangelize to the world their their path of this black Sabbath, you know, this this thing that's being created. No, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> And that's why he has this kind of anguish to it. You know, this is not something... It's quite contrary than the calling that comes from the scriptures in regards to the gospel, which is love and forgiveness and family and unity and hope and eternal life. That, indeed, we should 
cling to. We should ask and seek and knock. We should want to follow the Christ. It's light. It's it's bright. It's daylight. It's good. It's upright. It's moral. It's good. And 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 and, and quite the opposite here with black. You know, dark, sinister. And they're being called, but the the imagery is quite different. You want to run away from this one, but he can't run away from it. He's been chosen. The devil's chosen them. And they're the ones that are going to do his bidding. And I'm speaking here, of course, in entertainment value with artistic licensing and and leniencies. It's it's like watching a scary movie or something. It, it, It truly is what the world believes. And they live that to the fullest extent, as I used to as well. But now, having been set free from the shackles of those things, I can see it with a tender heart or with a a strong conscience, if you will, uh, from all angles. Anyways, so he continues, and it's here it is. What is this that stands before me? Figure in black, which points at me. Turn around quick and start to run. Find out I'm the chosen one. Oh, no, he says. And then it continues and says, big black shape with eyes of fire. This is how he's seeing this image. Telling people their desire. Well, of course. I mean, did you know that Satanism and its core value, if you will, its its virtue is self. It's self. What does the flesh want? What does the flesh seek? What are my desires? Well, that's what this imagery is, of course, calling this band, these young rebellious kids right, from a non-privileged upbringing, this is what is calling them. Big black shape with eyes of fire telling people their desire. Satan's sitting there, he says. He's smiling. Watches those flames get higher and higher. Oh, no, no, please, God, help me. So there's this anguish, this image of hell and the destruction of the devil and and what's taking place, and how he is luring folks or bringing them into his realm through the flesh, through the desires of one's, uh, how should I say, one's, well, desire, there, that's the word, right, desire, and 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 Ozzy and the band, they're like, no, no, please don't bring us into this dark, and the image, of course, of hell, the image of Satan, that kind of stuff going on. And who is, of course, where's the plea? Where, where's, where's the source that could save us from this big black shape with eyes of fire from Satan who's sitting there and he's smiling and, 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 and from the flames that are getting higher and higher? Who can save us from that? Well, even these heathens understood who could. Oh, no, no, please, God, help me. So they know who, who, it's like the image of good and evil, right? The devil and God. The image of darkness, the image of light. And as they are being brought into the image of darkness and all that it entails, which is the desires of the flesh, they are seeking a lifeline, and begging the source of light to rescue them, if you will. Oh, no, no, please, God, help me. Then the the lyric continues, and it says, Is it the end, my friend? 
Is it the end, my friend? Satan's coming round the bend. People running cause they're scared. The people better go and beware. No, no, please, God help me. And, if, and we go back, we go back to the to the three notes, right? All throughout the song. And that'll scare the living life out of your kiddos, man. If they don't know any better. Hence why we do these things. Because it's just a song made by people out there in the world. We can analyze it. We can understand it. We can see what's going on. What's going on? There's a fight. There's a battle. These young kids living a rebellious life, they're being attacked. They're being called. They're being called by this evil, sinister figure. Is it the end, my friend? Satan's coming around the bend. People running because they're scared. The people better go and beware. No, no, please, God help me. And it's always, it's, it's quite interesting again, isn't it? How even these rebellious kids living in a very impoverished uh, location of the map in, in, in the 60s and 70s where a lot of turmoil taking place and, and political corruption and this, that, and the other. I mean, you have to kind of dive into the documentary, if you will, the biographies. But... It's interesting how still within the mind of man, the conscience, what it can be seen through the natural realm in which we are submissive to, the, the, the image of good and evil, right and wrong. They're being lured into what is wrong, but they know the source of what is good, and that is God. What is evil? Devil. D-E-V-I-L. Take away the D. What are you with? Evil. And that's exactly what the song reveals it's simple in its poetry if you will it's simple in its lyricism but it's still quite potent and memorable and i'm telling you <laughs> as a young kid listening to this you don't forget it you don't forget it 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 it, it will indeed uh, stamp your thought with that uh, uh that uh, deep experience Anyway, so that's the end of the song therein, and it concludes. And the whole album, to me, is is a classic. It really is a collector's. It has such a. It was it, it was the birth of this thing, and everyone after that came, who, who came afterwards, were were just gonna kind of be influenced by that. I mean, you can look at the the catalog of artists in the rock and roll world, in the, the heavy metal world. I mean, they're all going to mention Sabbath at one point in their career. It's Sabbath, Sabbath, Sabbath. Sabbath, bloody Sabbath. I mean, it just is what it is. And um, that kind of concludes the whole path there. It's a good thing, obviously, that there <laughs> that we can understand that God is indeed the way out from this satanic figure, this dark and sinister presence that wants us, that that captivates us by the desires of the flesh, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Oh, man, yeah, that's what we want, right? That's what the flesh desires, and that's how we get lured in the mousetrap, if you will. We get caught, we get snapped, and we're dead. <laughs> well, there's a way out of that. We don't need to go to that mousetrap and be caught and be dead. We can live, and that is indeed through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Master, and no one else. That's just the that's them be the objective absolute fact and existence of our reality 
uh, Acts 4.12, of course, and all that wonderful kind of stuff. So I appreciate all of your kind attention to this session. If you find any value to it, by all means, please consider subscribing, following, giving a thumbs up, a comment, sharing the link far and wide. And if you indeed appreciate the Added Souls material that we create all throughout the week, please consider supporting it. That's how we survive. That's how we put food on the table, if you will. AddedSouls.Locals.com. It's free to sign up, but once you're there in that community, you can choose to support monthly. And no amount is a wrong amount. Low or high, it's all good. It all is transparent and is utilized in good stewardship with the work we are involved with over here with the East Coast Church of Christ. So you are appreciated. You certainly are uh, needed. And if you have any suggestions for songs you would like for me to analyze in the coming weeks, reach out, have a conversation with me, or give your thoughts or whatever, and uh, we'll put them in the queue and uh, Lord willing, we'll, we'll have that. The, the, the show notes, of course, Monday's Sermon Sunday. Okay, we go through the sermon that I shared with the congregation on Sunday. I give that to you on Monday. Tuesdays, here we are, analyzing the lyric. Wednesdays, we have a Bible study. We've been going through the book of Genesis. Thursdays is topical. We have a topical conversation. Sometimes we read some articles and kind of just have a conversation with those articles. And Friday is more sociopolitical. And starting this Friday or the next Friday... Uh, I'll probably be going through some tweets. I've been uh, uh, heavy on Twitter because it is the most accurate and up-to-date news location uh, for me personally, anyways, to see on all angles, sociopolitically, what's going on. So uh, what we'll do is probably just check out those tweets and have conversations about those kind of things. So yeah, stay focused, stay positive, and uh, Lord willing, we'll see each other again tomorrow. Remember, 10 a.m., Atlantic Daylight Time from Monday to Friday. And we do go live on Saturday evenings for me over here at 7 p.m. Atlantic Daylight Time on our Facebook page, which is Added Souls on Facebook, Saturday evenings. I go live with uh, our brother Andre Moore, and it's for the Back to the Bible Q&A session. And it's a beautiful thing, and we uh, it's interactive. You can come on with us and have questions and all kinds of good stuff going on over there. That all right? That cool? All right, guys. Peace out.